Worship at Home, Sunday the 22nd of August, 2021, the 12th Sunday after Trinity. In this week's podcast, we have two Bible readings and a short reflection and time of prayer as we bring all our concerns, which are many, before the Lord. Our first Bible reading is from the Letter to the Ephesians, chapter 6, verses 10 to 20. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his power. Put on the whole armour of God, so that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For our struggle is not against enemies of blood and flesh, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armour of God, so that you may be able to withstand on that evil day, and having done everything, to stand firm. Stand, therefore, and fasten the belt of truth around your waist, and put on the breastplate of righteousness. As shoes for your feet, put on whatever will make you ready to proclaim the gospel of peace. With all of these, take the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the Spirit at all times, in every prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert and always persevere in supplication for all the saints. Pray also for me, so that when I speak, a message may be given to me to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it boldly, as I must speak. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The second Bible reading is from the Gospel of John, chapter 6, verses 56 to 69. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood will abide in me, and I in them, just as the living Father sent me. And I live because of the Father, so whoever eats me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not like that which your ancestors ate and they died, but the one who eats this bread will live for ever. He said these things while he was teaching in the synagogue at Capernaum. When many of his disciples heard it, they said, This teaching is difficult. Who can accept it? But Jesus, being aware that his disciples were complaining about it, said to them, Does this offend you? Then what if you were to see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? It is the Spirit that gives life. The flesh is useless. 
The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. But among you there are some who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the first who were the ones that did not believe, and who it was, who was the one that would betray him. And he said, For this reason I have told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted by the Father. Because of this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer went about with him. So Jesus asked the twelve, Do you also wish to go away? Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom can we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So many confusing things in this chapter. That was a remark written on the blog of theologian Mark Davies on his piece about this Bible reading from John. I was somewhat comforted to read it. And Mark Davies agrees. He notes that John's writing style can indeed be confusing, feel repetitive and filled with items that seem to come out of nowhere. I think it is meant to be savoured slowly, he says, like chewing the cud, rather than consumed and washed down like a burger. And so it has been for us with the reflections over the last month. Again and again we have paused to wonder what it means to know Jesus, the bread of life, and walk with him in our lives. Here we come to the culmination of the point. You have the words of eternal life. That's the conclusion drawn by those disciples, the apostles, who were going to stay with him through the confusion. And that's variously translated eternal life into meaning God's intended life for the world or for the philosopher Tillich pointing more towards space rather than the linear time that we are so often defined by. Or for Bishop Tom Wright, eternal life is the life of the age to come. However we want to understand the promise of eternal life though, there are experiences now that we all share and against which the promise of hope and peace in God's kingdom becomes more precious. It is the confusing, repetitive, out-of-nowhere experiences of John's writing that reflect our own experience in our world today. Afghanistan, climate change, floods, earthquakes, an out-of-nowhere pandemic. How can we stay grounded spiritually when we feel buffeted by our concerns and the trauma we see played out in our broken world? So here we can come to the passage from Ephesians. Long upheld as an important practice to spiritual warriors everywhere to don the armour of God, but also sometimes controversial and difficult for those who do not associate the military imagery with a life of faith and love. But to worry about its imagery 
or it is a spiritual practice is perhaps to miss the important message that's written within this passage. These words are the ones that jump out to me every time. Be strong in the strength of his power. Stand firm. Pray. Pray in the spirit at all times. Pray also for me. So three points there. Be strong. Stand firm. Pray. So today, whatever we face personally or across our world, prayer, standing firm in the love of God and of his promises, has never been more important. So as we turn to pray now, I hold each of you in prayer, knowing that God knows you and understands your needs, and ask, as we pray for the world, pray also for me. Amen. Our intercessory prayers are based on David Adams' prayers, Lord of all the world. Blessed are you, Lord our God, for you have given us a wonderful world to live in. You have given us life and all that we need and much to enjoy. We give you thanks and praise for the beauty and wonder of your creation, for all things come from you. We give you thanks for those who serve you faithfully in their daily work and for all who seek to reveal your glory. We pray for those involved in leading worship and in preaching the word, asking your blessing upon those who are seeking to care for your creation and working for the relief of others or for conservation of nature. Help us, Lord, to know in what ways each of us plays our own role. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We ask for your blessing upon all rulers and leaders, praying for Elizabeth, our Queen, and for our government and for governments throughout the world. We remember the work of United Nations. May all who are in positions of power use their office to the benefit of others and good of all, so that the world may accept the peace that you offer us and may live, we may all live in harmony and none be oppressed. As at this time we bring to mind those places where peace seems unlikely, oppression is rife, praying especially for the situation in Afghanistan. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we rejoice in the love and protection we have received through our homes and our loved ones, asking your blessing upon those who are struggling with their relationships, those who are suffering from poverty or violence. And we pray for families who have been separated by illness or circumstance. Lord, in your mercy, 
hear our prayer. Lord, we give thanks for those who do medical research and also all who work for the health and well-being of our world, asking your blessing upon the work of the World Health Organisation, especially during these years of the coronavirus pandemic, Lord. We thank you for those who have striven to find vaccines and treatments and who continue to work tirelessly. We pray for vaccines to be offered throughout the world. We remember those closer to home who we know who are in pain or distress, who are ill at home or in hospital, and those who suffer from neglect or from loneliness. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We give thanks, Lord, for the gift of life and the promise of life eternal. We rejoice in the fellowship of your saints and in the faithful departed, commending them and ourselves to your unfailing love. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour Jesus Christ. Amen. And the Collect for the Twelfth Sunday after Trinity. O God, you declare your almighty power most chiefly in showing mercy and pity. Mercifully grant to us such a measure of your grace that we, running the way of your commandments, may receive your gracious promises and be made partakers of your heavenly treasure. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and for ever. Amen. We say together the words of the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast, Worship at Home. If you would like to receive weekly links to my podcasts or receive the Worship at Home prayer sheet by mail or email, do get in touch at revlucilan at btinternet.com Goodbye.